for one of the most beautiful and playable custom acoustics on the planet, look no further than Ed Rice at Toeir Guitars. Ed is a true artist, transforming exotic woods into magnificent, sweet-sounding instruments. Go to toeirguitars.us, that's T-O-I-R-G-U-I-T-A-R-S.us, and contact Ed today. Hey everybody, Brad and I want to say thank you for listening and thank you for the support. Please continue to listen and share this podcast on all platforms that you can. And if you'd like to support us monthly, we're set up now where you can go to anchor.fm slash Top Hill Recording. Hit the support button, 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 per month. Any amount would be greatly appreciated. Now back to the podcast. Recording podcast episode sixty-seven. What's going on, Neil? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. You see, uh, you're looking at my bourbon that I brought in tonight. I've been talking about this one. Private stock, man. Johnny Drum. This is big stuff. So Johnny Drum is one of my favorites, but a lot of uh, well, not a lot. Some of my friends don't like it. It seems like people either really like it or or don't like it. Well, you know our scale on this bourbon tasting test. Let's see where it ranks. Good, pretty good, or really, really good. <laughs> so we have Jay with us tonight from Jay Lee and the Hoodoo Schools. Welcome, Jay. Hi, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely thrilled to have you here. And are you joining us with any bourbon tonight? Well, I raided the old um, drinks cabinet <laughs> and I found the dregs of a bottle of Jim Beam <laughs> at the back there. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I've got a little snippet of that. Um, yeah, I didn't really have anything else in the, in the, you know, in the kind of bourbon and whiskey, whiskey thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I managed to scrape something together for this evening. Perfect. Well, Jim Beam's always perfect. In all of our interviews over uh, with, with, with musicians over in the UK, it seems like everybody had Jim Beam. That must be like the... The bourbon that's available. Well, it's I, I I kind of overdid it with a Jack Daniels when I was uh, when I was younger. You know, when you just have too much of something and it then you kind of lose the the love for it. And this is a, a little bit sweeter, I think, than the uh, JD. So it's kind of my my taste buds have kind of it's kind of all right. You know, Jim normally it'll be after I finished. The wine, and you go, well, what's left? <laughs> and you go, well, I'll just have a couple of bits of these, and then you wake up in the morning wishing that you hadn't. <laughs> so Jim Beam's a much better choice. That's right around the corner from us. Jim Beam's in Kentucky, like uh, like I think about 95% of uh, bourbons in the world are made right here in our state. So yeah, cheers. Wow. Cheers, man. Cheers, Jay. Cheers. Cheers. Chink, chink. Chink, chink. Let me taste this. Interesting. Yeah. Is that it's different? <laughs> it's definitely different. <laughs> so do you, do you like it? No, it, it, it you can see your right eye twitching when you swallow <laughs> It's uh it's not bad. It's it's just a different taste. 
It's a different type of bourbon taste, but I like it. Mm-hmm. Man, before we get deep, let's talk about real quick. We finally got to see live music again this weekend. We did. Man. And was it cool? Uh, two, two nights in a row. Two nights in a row, two different settings, two uh, two podcasts, guests, which was cool. Yeah. And man, it was just nice to be vaccinated and feel comfortable, in a, especially the second night inside of a room. And hear live music again, man. It's it was the best. Yeah, I bet. Oh. I bet. Jay, have you guys been time. able to play live? Not yet. No, we've got uh, a few things in the um, in the pipeline, but we haven't been able to. Uh, it's only today, I think, uh, yesterday that we had this second kind of lift that we were kind of getting out. You know, so the cinemas have now opened, I think, and some of the the venues you could eat inside now and stuff like that. But before that, you weren't able to do that. It's like, I just sit outside and freeze your nuts off. But now, uh, <laughs> no, hopefully they, they, they've they opened the doors, thank God, because they had to stop bloody raining here for the most of May. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's good. Everybody's kind of excited that uh, things are starting to open up and start up. And, you know, it's it's been a long time. Yeah, it? you know, yeah. I think there was... Uh... Mutual appreciation between the audience and the musicians. Oh, that means absolutely. everybody was so excited and amped up to be back in yeah. a situation where they, you, it, it felt like some sort of normalcy again and, uh, or normality. I, what word should I use there? Normalcy? Normality? Come on. We know what you mean. Like it was normal. Normalcy. All right. All right. Jay says normalcy. I say it. Yeah. It was just, it was, it was, it was awesome, man. And, um, I think that's going to be the trend going into the rest of this year once everything opens up. Music, man, music and live music is going to be insane. Just so you the know, atmosphere. The, some of this COVID stuff, though, I want to stay around. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> like when I'm in line at a store, give me some space. <laughs> Let, let's keep that. Let's keep that around. <laughs> at least three feet. <laughs> yeah, just humming your own little ditty. I haven't had a job. I haven't had a job. We'll stay well away. <laughs> and the other thing that was cool at Headliners was the little, uh, you know, you scan the scan the. Q code, is that what those are? Yeah. Q code at your table and order your drinks and then here they come. You don't even have to get up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That should definitely stay. Yeah. Well, I think I think that uh I think they figured out ways to do that through through all this. They had to innovate and they did. And that was such a I love that. Not having to get up. Yeah, it was really good. Oh, it was awesome. But anyway. I mean I I uh I went to a bar the other day, we sit at a pub, we're sitting outside, and you have to order your drinks on your phone. <laughs> they didn't believe my phone went out of battery, so I couldn't get around it. <laughs> and they did not believe me. Jay just thought it was a good strategy. That is amazing. <laughs> like, Hang on a minute, this could work. Oh, it's my phone's oh, dead. Out of battery, out of, battery, out of my phone. <laughs> well, we found out accidentally that whoever put their card in first at the table was the one that ended up paying. <laughs> <laughs> so to get there and head straight for the list. Yeah. <laughs> now at the place oh. we went Saturday night, Jay, it was really cool. It, it was uh, we went to a, a private residence, and this guy uh, he lives out and has quite a bit of land, and he built a big barn, and the whole loft of the barn is just dedicated to music. It's set up for live shows. Oh, and he does it about oh, he does it about great. four times a year. And oh it was my gosh. cool. 
Man, he had the most amazing guitar collection just hanging behind the stage. It was Les Pauls. Wow. And I like that as a backdrop. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. But it was amazing. That was an amazing time. Was there lots of bands? There was just, or was one, just one. Yeah, our, our friend uh, Dusty Box, and man, he killed it. He was amazing. Awesome. Amazing show. Dusty Bow. Dusty yeah. Vox is his Instagram. Dusty Bow, whatever. <laughs> Dusty Vox. Awesome. Well, that's what I meant to say. Dusty Vox on Instagram. Look there we up. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little, pro, little promotion. Dusty. We just sealed uh, sealed that gentleman in to a podcast. We've got a date with him. Talk, you got Talking one? about how that barn developed. You yeah. did. Yeah, so that'll oh, be fun to hear about. That's going to yeah. be awesome. But yeah, right now, yeah, we're going to talk about the hoodoo skulls now. So, Jay, why don't you start us off? We always start by just asking you to go back to childhood and, and talk about your first memories of music and kind of how music developed in your life and where you realize it's going to be a big part of your life. Uh, well, probably like most people really it's you i got it but i got it from my dad's record collection which most kids do because they can't afford to buy their own and you can listen to what's on the radio if you like what's on the radio great but my dad had a slightly different record collection and uh you know i was listening to uh people like uh, big joe turner and uh uh Sweet Rosetta Tharp and uh, Little Richard and Jerry Lee Lewis and uh, Fats Domino and wow. you know, and he had um, Creedence Clearwater Revival in there and Mark Boland. So I, <laughs> I kind of had all the roots and nuts of everything wow, in yeah, this one did. kind of cupboard. Wow! And I just you know I would spend hours in there just making my own little tapes and uh, you know making the needle dropped on the right track yeah. <laughs> just, I just loved it you know Roy Orbison and things like that so yeah that's where I got my my love for this kind of you know rootsy kind of music Man. I didn't really listen to when I was growing up I didn't listen to what was in the chart really I was one of those weird ones that would make their own tape and take it to a party and then expect everybody to listen to it and like, well, <laughs> this is well, this is shit this is my party take it off <laughs> And, um, but anyway, it, it was kind of, uh, that's how I, I kind of, um, grew up listening to that kind of stuff. Man. Yeah. That is a, uh, that's a killer record collection. I mean, yeah, Roy Orbison, yeah. Fats Domino. I mean, that's just, uh, yeah. Dad, it was dad really hooked good. it up. I mean, you know, Muddy Waters and they had obviously the Beatles and the Stones in there as well. And. That's kind of telling to some of the tracks we're going to be listening to here shortly. You know that I was going to say. Yeah. I have a. Well, yeah. I have a. I have a interesting thought on what the what the sound of the band is, but we'll listen. I'll tell you later. <laughs> well, why don't we go ahead and introduce the listeners to some of the music? Yeah, we'll, let's play yeah. a song just to kick it off, man, and then we'll ask the infamous starting point question because we haven't got there yet. How about we start with the title track? Beggar Soul. Let's do Beggar Soul. That's the name of your uh, album, correct? That's the one, yeah. Want to tell us anything about that song before we take a listen? Um, it was um, written um, it's about a friend of mine who had a breakup. So he was telling me uh, weeks and weeks through what's going on and this is how, this is rubbish and this is, she said this, I said that and blah, blah, blah. So I was just taking little notes of his life and um Haran, the guy in the, the the guitarist in the band, come up with this riff, 
And um, <clears throat> I went into the booth and just sang over it and all these kind of words and ideas came out. And um, it's a slightly heavier uh, track on the album. It's got a bit of a... I wanted to get that kind of um, Hendrix, rival Sunsy kind of vibe to it. And uh, I love it. I think it's um, I think it's um, come out really well. Yeah, yeah. And if I remember correctly, I, I've listened to a bunch of your songs today, mm-hmm. so I don't know if I'm running them together, but th- this one has a pretty tough... Uh, guitar solo in it doesn't it i think so yeah i mean he's he's, he's thrown quite a few in this album so yeah uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's got kind of that 70s vibe to it i think okay. all right well here it is beggar's soul See if this was the uh, guitar that I remembered it was. Stupid. <laughs> you can quote me on that. Oh well, man, that is great. That's going to go in their press kit now. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, uh, uh, so I'm telling you, man. So here's uh that has got such the the vibe and energy. That, 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 yeah, that's going to put enough to it, isn't it? It's got balls for sure. The, yeah. the one thing, you know, I noticed because I, I listened to the Black Moon album and I've listened to all the the singles <sighs> and stuff. And man, what I love about the band and, and the sound and the music itself is it's got so much energy. There, it, There's nothing that is what you would call a, what I would call, this is, this is a, uh, a filler track. There are no filler. Yeah. Everything is just, let's go, boom. And then it picks up at the next one. And then it's the next thing. You don't find that on a lot of records and with a lot of bands. I mean, there's always 
not, I don't mean to be insulting to other, to any <laughs> bands, but you know, I'm an energy and, and I, pr- yeah. I think music guy first and in this record and in, and in the singles and in Black Moon album, that's what I got from it. Everything was just, there was so much energy in it. And my thought was, man, I would love to see them live. I mean, I, I don't, yeah. I'm sure that most people, if they hear that, go, man, I would love to see what this band does live because I bet those shows are a blast. Well, we kind of, you know, we love doing it. And you, when you, if you play the right music, you can't help but give a certain kind of show. Mm. As you say, there's a lot of energy in, in these tracks and there's a lot of, I mean, a lot of vibe. And as I say, it's, it's pretty, like you say, it's, it's pretty stupid. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's good. You just, you know, you can't help it. It's just, uh, you just, if you've got to get into it, you've, you've, you've created it. So you've got to, if you can't back it up with a good performance, then you can't have meant, you can't have meant it in the first place. So yeah, it was, I, I think another reason why there's so much energy, we write these fairly quickly. Mm. And I think you get into a groove from maybe the first or first couple of tracks. And there's that, there's never really that conscious sit down thought to go, right, maybe we need a slow one now. <laughs> And then we need, maybe she should stick a waltz in this because it's all a bit one-sided. It's like, well, whatever comes out goes in. Mm. We're, we're pretty quick at doing the tracks. And obviously we wouldn't put any, put any songs on the album if we didn't rate them. Um, but we're, we're also not a band that writes 50 tracks and then picks the best 10. It's just kind of. If we wrote 50 tracks, we'd have five albums. It would just, <laughs> it would just, it would just work out that way. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I agree. There's there's a lot of um, energy to the songs. And I think that comes across with the uh, production of them as well. And the sounds that are used, they're quite, there's a lot of, um, I'm a big kind of uh, fan of the kind of old 50s and kind of that Lennon, yeah slap back on the vocals and you've got the dis- slightly dis- fuzzy distorted guitars and mm. you know i think a lot of the, old, the 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 black keys have a lot of that which i'm a big fan of and say the rival sons and i've been listening to a guy called uh jd jd mcpherson uh recently mm. he's great as well he's he's got a nice kind of vibe between the kind of rockabilly and the contemporary uh, side of um, of that style of music, and um, going back to your original question, yeah, we're we we we're shit ass on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, that was like a year ago, so who knows? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, to to get to the point we're at now, there had to be a, a journey after after you kind of you know got into your dad's record collection. And and, yeah. and um, discovered your love of music. What led you to the point where you knew you were going to be involved? I mean, what was the first step for you? What did that look like to get into original music and, and live music in general? Well, my dad was in the is in the music um, uh, business, so my first gig was his. Hmm. When you're a young boy and you go and see your dad on stage, you kind of 
it can't do anything but have an impact on, well, personally for me, on on, on my view of my future and where I wanted to uh, take it. Mm. Um, so it's because it's such an impactful thing to 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 see and to be around. And you know what, with having the the first steps into the record collection as well and then seeing a visual thing it kind of all put it into place for me and i was like yeah i think i want to do that you know <laughs> and uh that looks fun and um that was kind of where it it really the, the seed was planted really did you start out playing in your father's band no 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 i just uh <clears throat> i just went i was uh, i just went to see him at his gigs and stuff like that mm. I started my my uh, my own band long time uh, after first going to uh, a show, and um, he uh, and uh, but that was kind of a, an original thing, and um, uh, it was kind of my first always kind of dabbled with writing songs, but this was the first time where you had you know the drummer, the bass player, guitarist come over, and you. Because it was my thing, they would look at me and go, "Well, what are we doing tonight then?" And <laughs> and if you didn't have anything to give them, they'd be like, "Well, why have I come all the way over here?" <laughs> so, I used to I always have to have at least two or three songs to share, so we could kind of say, "This is the this is what I'm thinking." And because I used to, I was I played piano originally, okay. and um, so a lot of the stuff was. I don't know why, but it, it just seemed a lot melodic and a lot slower, the tempos. And I think if you pick up a guitar, you can kick out a nice fat riff, can't you? you can just kind of, it'll just, that's where you can take it. You sit at the piano when it's more nicey, nicey chords and things like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. So it's quite, quite difficult to get where I am now back then because I didn't really have the instrument at hand. And, uh, I wasn't a great uh, pianist, but I could I could play enough to write write a song. And I had a little boogie woogie party piece when piece when I was pissed, <laughs> and that was about it, really. <laughs> so, but uh, it, it was enough to write, you know, a good bunch of songs, and uh, you know, you just you do you grow up with you. I was in a band called Sweet Lick. I mean, that was that's a crap name. Um, sweet lick sweet lick yeah <laughs> the idea somebody came up was like lick like a, a, a guitar, guitar lick. lick yeah okay but nobody ever thought guitar lick. <laughs> I, didn't. I, so did. that did. I did i did i did was the opposite of stupid <laughs> <laughs> that was dumb <laughs> that was dumb that was just plain dumb um <laughs> uh, but, you know, we had shits and giggles and it was good fun and we were young and it didn't really matter if you couldn't play very well and you just did a gig and people watched. And it was great. We, we thought we were brilliant. And then, uh, you know, you, you do various other different gigs and, and bands and things like that. And you learn from various people that you uh, write with and gig with and you bounce ideas off people and, you know, whoever you go to the studio with and... Um, the whole thing with music is just a big learning curve. Mm. You never really get to, you never really graduate, do you? You mm. just kind of keep on learning and learning and either getting better and better or 
not. And, uh, <laughs> you just hope for the first one. Yeah, no kidding. Especially that first band, man. The first time you're in a band, that is such a gigantic learning experience. Mm -hmm. uh, you learn how to play with yeah. other people. You learn how to listen, um, communicate, yeah. and then, like you said, write and learn that process for yourself, especially if you're the main writer. Yeah. So did you talk a little bit about being able to, your first stuff coming on a piano, did you always sit down to write? It sounded like, you know, some of this, the latest stuff, you just kind of listened to the music, got in the, you know, the studio and kind of went with it just yeah. and worked it out from there. That's exactly right. I mean, I used to, yeah, I did used to sit the piano, you know, but hopefully by the end of the night, you come away with something. Mm. Writing now for me, because I don't really have the piano or anything, um, I'm just kind of um, hum riffs and, <laughs> and lines on my phone. Yeah. And then I take it to the guitarist and I go, play that. <laughs> and they'll go, oh, God, really? I said, look, <laughs> just play this now. And I'm, there's me just humming on this. You've got cars going behind me or a fire engine, whatever. And then, it just you know, just just play this riff or play this 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 verse or this chorus, and that's essentially how the album is written. <laughs> is, awesome. is is it's that basic, and then he'll he'll get the riff, and then he'll put the drums down to it, and then I'll go in the booth. We'll get some structure to it. We're gonna okay. We should maybe take it to this to the chorus and then the bridge a bit late, whatever, and then we'll build the track up in his studio and um and then you know we've got a few hand claps on there and a bit of tambourine and then i'll go into the booth and essentially i'll just sing whatever comes out or comes comes to my head and then um, more often than not whether it's just either i'm just a genius or absolutely lazy <laughs> so that's generally what stays <laughs> <laughs> Again, I think it's lazy. Yeah, well, you, you hope for the first, like just like uh, getting better in music. You always hope yeah. for the first. <laughs> well, that's right. I mean, there's obviously a few changes along the way, but yeah, um, for sure. I mean, this album was written so quickly. It was in between him putting his kids to bed, which is eight o'clock, and him going to bed at eleven o'clock. Huh. So it was kind of like three-hour sessions. And within the three-hour sessions, we probably we more or less did a track each three hours, and that was like, you know, as I say, bass, drums, a guitar, maybe a little backup guitar, and then some shakers and hand claps, and then a guide vocal, and then I go home then, and then we I'd come back like a week later, and we do track number two exactly the same way, within about you know ten visits, and there it was. No kidding. Like I say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't keep anything on the album that I didn't love or didn't get a buzz from. Mm. So the fact that it was done so quickly, I don't really, I just, I don't, can't, I don't make any excuses for it because I'm, you know, I stand by it and I think it's, I think it's great. Well, and it leaves no room for overthinking. Well, yeah, I mean, I've been down that road, yes, and you just kind of, you, you can't make a decision. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what socks to put on. It's kind of like. I, <laughs> Yeah, you just can't even think towards the end of anything. Do you know what I mean? You go, oh, God, is it too quick? Is it too slow? Is it this? Is it that? It's just just leave it. Walk away. Yeah. Now we just kind of, we do it. We haven't got any time to kind of mess around. We just kind of 
it is what it is. And, you know, if, if we live with it for a, a month or whatever, we would go, oh, God, that really is shit. Let's take it off. <laughs> but that hasn't really happened yet. So touch wood, fingers crossed, we kind of keep in this role. It sounds like you and the guitarist are, are the primary writers. Yeah, I've known Lauren for a long time. Who are the Hoodoo Skulls? Well, most of the most of the um, most of the guys that are in the band, we we all started off doing covers gigs mm-hmm. and doing that circuit. And um, I said, you know, it's it's bloody hard work to do that as well because and there's a lot. I've met a lot of musicians that kind of turn their noses up at doing covers gigs. But Christ, you don't have to learn your graft mm-hmm. because you've got to hold an audience. You've got to be able to choose. You know, if the party's going a bit flat, should you really be playing, you know, Lady in Red? So, <laughs> you know, let's kind of, let's play Elvis Costello, you know, pump it up instead and let's kind of get this party moving. <laughs> Tell us who the members are. Oh, well, we got Haran Koch on uh, lead guitar and he's also a producer. Got Wayne Ritchie's on drums, who I've known forever. And you got Mike Hartner on bass. And uh, all, all three, I mean, it's a bit, considering, you know, it's essentially a three-piece. I do play a mean tambourine, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, essentially, it's, it's a three-piece. It, we do get a big sound. Huge. Yeah, and uh, they're great. I mean, they all bring something to the table. I mean, yeah, me and Haran are the, the main writers, but um, uh, Mike uh, only jo- joined us um at the beginning of this album. Hmm. Uh, he brought a couple of riffs to the table. I think he brought, uh, there's a track in there called um, Come Home, and uh, which is quite black easy, which has got a nice kind of heavy bass thing to it. And uh, I think the other one was um, Ain't No Way or something. I can't, I can't remember. But it's nice to have, you know, when we're in the studio as well, it's not like, well, we wrote this, and this is exactly how it's going to stay. <laughs> uh, you know, there's no there's no room for that. So if somebody's got a better idea, you know, bring it to the table because we're all ears, and we all want to make the main goal is to make the these tracks as best as they can be. Mm-hmm. And I we don't profess to have, you know, all the right ideas. So if somebody else can bring another way of looking at it to the table, then you know, bring it on. Yeah, best idea wins. Absolutely, yeah, because you, you you're in it together, and uh, you want you want to you've, you've got to be proud of it. You know, you want to you want to be able to put the record on, you know, to to play it to some, somebody, and and be able to leave the room mm-hmm. confident in in the fact that you couldn't have made it any better than you have. Yeah, you know, rather than sitting there making excuses, well, the bass is a bit low, or you know, I mean, we did change that, but we haven't got round to it. But, if, you know, if you make something, you stand by it, and um, I think that's where we are with this one. Now, was uh, Black Moon recorded in the same fashion? Yeah, uh, yeah, little a little longer, I think, um, with regards to the writing process. Mm-hmm. But essentially, <clears throat> all the same places. I mean, it started off at Harwin's home studio, and then we we went to a place called the Old Chapel in a a place called Chichester in the south of uh, south of England, which is old, an old church. I mean, it's just it's just such a nice place to be in because you've got the, the acoustics of it. It's also natural. 
you got a nice, you know, really warm rooms. Essentially, they set it up as like a drum, a drum place. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a drummer, I mean, you're in heaven because you open these cupboards and there's like 20 different snares and there's, you know, 15 kick drums and you can kind of make your own kit oh, wow. out of whatever you want it, you know, however you want it to sound. So, I mean, you could be there for days. That's called the old chapel and it's, it's actually a church. The recording studio yeah. is an old church. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's fantastic place. Great for kind of, you know, your gang vocals and, uh, you know, your kind of percussion stuff. And they've got a big grand piano in there, which is, which is great. But it's just got a nice kind of earthy, uh, earthy sound to it. And it's got a nice vibe. It's very relaxing. You know, go upstairs with the control room and, you know, you've got your sofas and a bar and, and various other things. And uh, it's just a nice space. It's a happy space. You know, everybody's walking around with a stupid grin on their face <laughs> and uh, just pleased to be there and excited that, that, that we're all doing this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's great. You know, it gets some really good good sounds from there. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, it's back to Haran's then and he does all the kind of tweaks and and then you'll send it to me and I'll go, oh, can you just turn this up a bit and this down a bit and a bit more effect on that, whatever. And then you'll take it away and then have another little listen. I'll do a few more tweaks and then I'll, you know, we'll just write it off. And that's that's one put to bed. Mm. Let's listen to another one. Yeah, I, I was going to ask about, I, I watched the uh, Let Your Hair Down video. Oh, yeah. And that That's pretty interesting. Like, what's the video about? Tell us about that video. Well, obviously, lockdown, uh, we couldn't really hook up or, or, you know, get together. So I was, I was, we need a video. So, and, you know, the title, Let Your Hair Down, kind of lent itself to, you know, having a good time in, in these, you know, time, situations and stuff like that. So I, I kind of had the idea that we just, you know, open up to the, up to the fans that wanted to uh, be part of it. And we just sent them a, I don't know, a, a minute and a half of the track and uh, just told them to uh, video themselves, <laughs> okay. dancing to it, singing to it, do whatever you want to it. And then they could, they could make the video. It, it would kind of be their thing. Yeah. We had a really good response. It was, it was brilliant. And it was, it worked out really well. I bet people love that. Oh yeah. The ones that were chosen for the video. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, anybody could have. Uh, I mean, there was loads and loads of people that we couldn't have got. We we couldn't get everybody on there. Um, otherwise, it'd have to be a you know the side of an album to to, <laughs> to get every, everybody on there to make this song long enough. But um, but it was just a bit. You know, I don't think I invented the wheel when I thought about that. But um, it was just something that we could we could do. It. it and it didn't involve putting too many bodies in a room mm-hmm. and everybody could do it at home or whatever. And they were just part of something that's, you know, that they've um, kind of signed up to. So, but like, we were really pleased with it, you know, what it was. We, we, we had no, uh, any other ideas to do anything else. And uh, it turned out really well. Yeah. It turned, you know, in, turned into a fun video to watch. Well, not only that, it's a smart way. The one thing during, this whole pandemic is, you know, a lot of bands put out music and put out videos and it's the band and that's awesome. But 
That is real interaction with your fans. You're putting out something and you're having them involved. How many people are sitting at home bored to death and then see that and like, hell yeah. So, I mean, that's just a cool (laughs) way to, to, I think, keep that connection with, you know, your fan base. Yeah. That's That's cool. That's stupid, bro. (laughs) (laughs) That idea was stupid. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's hear it. Let's let your hair down. I tell you what the uh, the quality of the stuff that is being released now in this new uh, is awesome. Oh, thanks, man. <clears throat> yeah, we're, we're really pleased with it. It's um, <laughs> I love my own stuff. <laughs> That's a good thing, man. That's a, you know, I wish I had that issue. <laughs> I'm not one of these ones that you know. I'll listen to it once or twice. I'll let a hundred times I listen to that song. That's all. And uh, just because I, you know, I do genuinely. Like this stuff, you know. I'm my, I'm my, literally my biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great place to be. You know what? Uh, I, uh, yeah. I am stupid. You're, you're, you're the stupidest fan you got. <laughs> so, you know, you, uh, you mentioned earlier Black Keys, and when I was listening uh, through Black Moon uh, and then into the new stuff. I didn't think Black Keys. I was thinking you had uh, like a new j- new blues sound that and had a white stripes vibe. Hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I was thinking, man, this is like a kick-ass white stripes with a different modern jammy blues vibe. It's it, yeah. So that that was my thought. I didn't think Black Keys at all, and then you mentioned, I'm like, well, I can hear that yeah. too, but. I think the bass still from the basis still for me is got some like cool white stripes new. Well, uh, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that. That's for sure. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, that's it's different. You know, it's it's nice to hear what other people or how other people perceive or what they hear in it. That's it. Here in it, not it's, here it's, like. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's not what I thought it was or whatever. It's just nice to hear that somebody hears something in it. Mm-hmm. You know, the white white stripes is, um, I'll definitely take that. I think it's something in the drums. I think the drummer plays a lot of uh, that floor tom, if it sounds yeah. like. And I think that floor tom for me, when I hear floor tom, and, and uh, but like you said, I think you said it right. Something 
uh, like a little bit of touch of it because the, the real thing is I don't, I haven't heard a lot like you guys. I, because there is that, you mentioned Hendrix and the guitar earlier and then you hear Hendrix and then you mentioned Black Keys and you hear some Black Keys and then I had my own thought into it and then there's the, the aspect of it's your original stuff too. So, I mean, it's this cool combination of a bunch of stuff with the energy that I talked about that I think is the number one thing for me that it just brings this let's go let's have a good time let's let's yeah, and then I think you throw all those things you mentioned in with just the overall tone mm. of the recording you yeah. know like that that throwback 50s type old yeah. well, and then that blues rock and that guitar sound yeah. that guitar yeah. sounds perfect thanks thanks I, I really appreciate that it's it's so nice to um because it's it's so new, not many people have really heard it. So it's nice to have some, you know, comments like that. It's kind of, um, yeah, it's great. It's really, really, really great. It's kind of, and it's all those things that you said that we have in our heads. Sometimes you can really you can try a bit too hard and make it into something, but I think a lot of this stuff is quite natural, and it's good when it sounds good to our ears. We know we've kind of obviously we've we've got it right but i think because we've all been brought up on we're all of a similar age and we've all kind of had the same upbringing on on music and you know we've all yeah obviously you know the drummer goes into toto sometimes but that's <laughs> well, that's that's we won't go into that it's drummers um, man they got their own man oh, for sure a bike. <laughs> so anyway a so then we've got the kind of the main roots of it is roots. And yeah. uh, there's elements, you know, like you say, White Stripes, you know, he's a huge kind of blues blues guy as well. He, he's just not out and out blues, mm-hmm. but you can hear it in his in his guitar playing and his, his, some of his solos and his, you know, his, his feel and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with uh, your comments. Thank you very much. Yeah. So when will the full album be available – uh, June twenty fifth. Okay. Oh, we're coming up on it, yeah. man! Heck yeah! Yeah. So a little over a month, and uh, yeah, you'll be able to get it kind of, you know, the usual places. And uh, we're doing. Uh, you've got you. We get you can get it on CD as well. We 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 haven't tapped into the vinyl yet, but we're we're looking at that for maybe the next one. We're able to kind of shift some CDs over here, which is which is pretty good. I mean, I. We got a car the other day. It didn't have a CD player in it. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, what, what the hell's going on? <laughs> they are I mean, now. I'm really old. I mean, I, you know. We're obsolete, man. I'm surprised man. I'm talking to you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, believe me, man. This is a miracle to me. That we're actually, I pressed the right button and I'm talking to you. It's incredible. Well, don't touch anything. No, I've got my hands tied. I'll be back. All right. I can't Perfect. buy this car. What the hell am I supposed to do with all my CDs? Yeah, man. No, yeah. no kidding. Where's the tape player? Yeah. Uh, can you can you guys uh, can you guys take that fancy radio out and put me in a CD player six disc changer, please? I need a six disc. <laughs> I got some old, I got some eight tracks here. Where are they go? <laughs> do you have any? Thing planned for the release of the album. Are you guys now with um, somewhat of a of an opening? Does that allow you some type of maybe show a release party or anything like that? It's very difficult to to book yeah. because um, 
you weren't sure whether you could book anything and you didn't want to book something and have to cancel it. So what we might do is just do a, um, a virtual kind of live gig of the album. Mm-hmm. And, uh, awesome. and could kind of push it, push it out that way. And we might, you know, it might be quite good to do it at the the old chapel where it was recorded in the first place. That'd be cool. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, and just do uh, just just do the album, you know, do all ten tracks and uh, and just uh, yeah, that that'll be the kind of showcase, I guess. You just made a plan, Jay. Yeah, man, you got to do that so we I can am. watch. The problem please. is, I've got to now follow it up. <laughs> Follow up on that, man. Call the the studio now. Book the time. Just say, look, this, we want to we want to do this for you guys. We want to promote how amazing this record sounds from this studio that we recorded in. So just let us yes. borrow the place for the night, could you? Yes. That, no, yeah. That, maybe you should call them. Yeah, give me the number. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be best because I think I still. Owe them some money, but maybe you should go them. <laughs> let's listen to another tune. Let's uh, let's hear about Baby Blue and then listen to that one. Baby Blue is the Baby first. Blue. Uh, there's too many bees on this uh, album. <laughs> Baby Blue, Beggar's Soul. Uh, Baby right, Blue man. was the first track that was brought to the table for this um, album, and uh, I don't really, I don't think it's about anything in particular. <laughs> it's not deep, you know. I'm not Dylan. Uh, <laughs> it, I just threw some words together; they kind of stuck. Um, so, but it's had a it's got a good feel to it. It's kind of I think it's the most rock and rolly number, apart from the obvious rock and roll one at the end, which is that kind of lockdown. Maybe can't sing the blues track, mm. which is very, very kind of uh, you know bare bones. But uh, Baby Blue is the yeah is the first one that, that that we did. As I say, I think it's the most kind of rock and roll vintage esque track on there. I think as I say, they've all got that kind of rock and roll esque vibe to them. But I think this one is is probably the most obvious. Baby Blue. <laughs>
can't help but have your head just snap I mean, every on every snare so pop. Yeah, every song so far. I'm yeah. like the... I'm jamming. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, uh, it's, it's a good one. That was the first... Um, that was the first single. No, it wasn't. That was the second single. The first single was... Uh, Beggar's. Beggar's Song. Yeah. Yeah, it's got that nice kind of tremolo spring mm. guitar in there on the, on, the, on the verses. It's got that single strum. Yeah. You know what that's from? That's from listening what? to Roy Orbison growing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, baby, jump over here. Uh, do, do the Ubi Doobie, I think that's the song. Yeah, so it's amazing what kind of sticks in your head, you know, that kind of, and you know, sleep, sleepwalk, that kind of, that kind of, I love sleepwalk. What a great track that is, sleepwalk. Is, is that Santo and Johnny that did sleepwalk? Um, that instrumental. If you think of a fifties tune, it's kind of that kind of. Uh, I think it's slide guitar, actually. Yeah. Or, 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 yeah. On that, it's, you check it out if you haven't heard that. It's, it's awesome. I love a good slide guitar. So, JR yeah. listeners that want to uh, follow you guys, Jay Lee and the Hoodoo Skulls, where can they uh, where can they find you? Websites, socials. Well, with a name like Jaylee and the Hooten Skulls, you can tap it in anywhere, and we're the only buggers that will come up. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Not that difficult. We, the website is jaylee And if you go onto Facebook, type in our name. We're there. Instagram. I can't believe you got the dot com, man. I figured it would be a dot org. There's, there's not more than one. That's awesome. Well, I, I, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah. I mean, it, 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 for some reason, it used to be .uk, and then somebody says, why haven't you got .com? I said, I don't know. <laughs> so they said, well, just get .com then. I went, all right, get .com. <laughs> uh, and then that that was <laughs> so much easier. I mean, it's a long name anyway, so you don't want to keep adding extra notes and, and, and things at the end of it, do you? Is there any story or meaning behind Hoodoo Skulls? Well, uh, a big fan of the of that that style of name, mm-hmm. you know, um, Gene Vincent and the Blue Caps, uh, you know, Tom Petty and the well, Heartbreakers. Heart, I was going to say you better say Heartbreakers. You know, Joan <laughs> you know, uh, Jett and the Blackhearts, all yeah, that kind yeah. of. I love all that that style of name, you know. Oh yeah, and um, it's a little different. Um, so I wanted, because I was coming from a, a, a solo thing where it was kind of um, just just my name, but I wanted to incorporate the band in it as well. Hoodoo just came about. I saw it on an old uh, blues record. It's not, they normally got voodoo on it, but this one had hoodoo. And I thought, that's pretty cool. It, it means bad luck, so it's probably not the best thing to have chosen. <laughs> uh, but, you know, fingers crossed so far. And then the guy, the bass player that was in the band originally, um, before uh, Mike took over, he he had this fascination with skulls, and uh, he said, "Well, let's just do Jay Lee and the Hoodoo Skulls." And I was like, "Skulls," <laughs> and uh, it's one of those names where you go, "All right, yeah, we'll keep it for now," and then when we think of something better, we'll change it. Mm-hmm. I think we didn't think of anything. Better, or we just forgot to change it, and now we've we've got Jaylee and the Hoodoo. There's skulls, no going back. That's what and he's is. not even in the band anymore. 
<laughs> so he's left us with this name. <laughs> but it, it's, you know. I like it, man. Yeah, cool. There's name. weirder names out there. So it's, oh, yeah. it's, 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 it's a bit of a mouthful. But uh, as I say, you, you put that into a search engine, and we'll, it'll just be us. So that's it's not a bad thing. Before we go, man, you have to commit if you're not playing a live gig to for for your uh, you know big release party or something, you got to do a live stream so we can watch it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be it'll be June twenty fifth next year. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's it's it should happen. It would be stupid not to. It would be uh, you no. Know, it'd be dumb not to. It'd be stupid if it does. It would. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, no, just... I get confused now. It would just be dumb uh, <laughs> not to do that. Uh, it just means we'll have to kind of learn the songs <laughs> in about six weeks. Everybody should <laughs> have a copy of this by now. They, they, they just tell them to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to buy one when it comes out. <laughs> so I can rehearse, remember the words. <laughs> So we're going to go out with Need You So Bad. Tell us about that one. Okay. Violins out. I wrote this one for my wife. Hey. And uh, it was just kind of, um, it wasn't intentionally, it was obviously, I set out to write, God, I've got to write a song for my wife now. <laughs> Get that out of the way. But, um, it, it just it just made sense and uh you know need you so bad it speaks for itself with all the lyrics and uh stuff like that but i i absolutely love this song it's the it was the first one on the album that we had uh brass song and uh it, it's really it it really has a certain style to it this this song it's kind of it sits you know with the it was a the idea had it was to get a notice reading kind of mm. vibe. And um it's still got that vintage feel to it, but I'd like to think in a slightly more contemporary way with the the sounds of the instruments and things like that. Yeah, I love the horns um, in this song. Yeah, it just makes sense. Uh when we got the horn the horn when we got the horn, me. <laughs> when we got the horn players in. <laughs> as I really love this song. <laughs> when I got the home players in, it was all over over phone because he was he was miles away in his home studio. So again, I had my, my phone, and he said, "Well, what do you want me to play?" So the only thing I could do was just hum, do my impression of a of a trumpet down the phone. <laughs> oh, over, we got to hear this, Jay. <laughs> it was just. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude. No, 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 no. I did the whole track. I tell you what, I'm 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 pretty convinced by this point you need to do like the next Bobby McFerrin album where go. you do all the instruments <laughs> by your mouth. Jay Lee and the sound machine. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean that that recording is kicking about somewhere. It sounds absolutely horrendous, but <laughs> got he managed to get it. He kind of did everything that I badly hummed. I think it's turned out really well. I really love this track, and uh, it does mean a lot because it is about 
my wife and uh, it's uh, it, it, apart from the sentiment behind it it's probably one of my favorite um, one of my favorite tracks on there yeah it's a great song I listened to it twice today <laughs> oh thank you man well Jay uh, thanks for spending an hour with us man we appreciate appreciate you talking to us it's been a blast been a blast yeah, I've loved it. It's been really good. Thank you for having us having us on your show and uh, very easy to talk to. Thank you very much. Hey, man, June 25th, we're looking for you. We'll be looking for you coming live stream from the old this chapel. This year, this year, you got six 2021, weeks. yes. <laughs> hey, go buy your record. <laughs> God. We saw you right. Yeah, we could just edit that bit out, can't we? Nobody will ever know. Nah, it's, it's in out there, there now, now, man. <laughs> hey listeners go to the old chapel live stream yeah <laughs> and, if you, and as a matter of fact why don't you send uh Jay Lee and the Hooters calls a message tell them how excited you are to hear from the live stream oh thanks <laughs> yeah brilliant that'd be just fantastic yeah <laughs> it should be sponsored by the Bourbon Boys hey I'm into it. <laughs> there we <Yeah>. go. <laughs> I've just named you the Bourbon Boys. And there we go. That, man. Thank you very much. <laughs> you got your t-shirts done. <laughs> All right, Jay. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it, man. Pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.